you walked me right into my next point, which was going to be about the offensive line. Now, was it all pretty for Izudu yesterday? No, his is not coming out of North Carolina was his pass protection and something he will work on. And let's face it, Jeffrey Simmons more or less ate his lunch all game long in pass pro. But in the run game, he was a mauler. And, and the block specifically on that touchdown run, him and Andrew Thomas creating that hole, that hole alone, you want to talk about several blocks, that hole alone has not been there for the Giants in the red zone in the run game for years. So it was so nice to see an offensive line Again, Jeffrey Simmons is a great player. He's going to have his day. He went over a rookie. The idea that Brian Dable had the wherewithal to rotate both guards in not an ideal situation, get his to his reps, get his confidence up, but that's an offensive line that got better as the game went along. The first half, they were a disaster at times. They got better with chemistry as the game went along. And Evan Neal basically only got beat on that one play that was taken for Jones for a sack. He had a very, not a, not a you know, a game that brag about, but a very solid workman-like game at right tackle. Andrew Thomas was awesome. Glowinski had a bad penalty, but other than that, was fine. And Feliciano playing through the emotions, which we find out post-game that he was playing through with a, you know, a terrible tragedy in his family was really good too. This is the first time we can walk away week one going, hey, okay, offensive line's not perfect, but man, am I excited about the future of the offensive line, Paul. And by the way, it wasn't just Barkley doing, you know, the work behind there and, and finally seeing him with holes. Every time they handed the ball to Matt Breida, he had holes to run through as well, too. Yeah, Breida showed exactly why they wanted him here as a complimentary back, even if Barkley's going to be the workhorse. But I want to go to that game-winning drive again because it really encompasses so much about what the Giants are in 2022. A 12-play drive of which nine were runs. Nine. Yeah were runs, only three passes. They were all short passes. And then, of course, they run in on the two-point conversion. Now, what did you see there? You saw a commitment to pounding the ball behind an offensive line that was angry, determined, and actually out-bullied a very, very tough defensive front by, by the Tennessee Titans to go right down the field 73 yards in 12 plays. Unreal. And it was basically grinding it out. That's how you formulate an identity for a team. And how about Dable and Kafka, known for their schematics in the passing game, deciding when the game was on the line that they would put it on the shoulders of their rebuilt offensive line and Saquon Barkley. That is pretty impressive stuff. And just incredible. And by the way, as that chemistry grows on the O-line and they run, you know what a great run game will do for the Giants? It will open up the pass game if teams start stacking the box. And we saw that Jones with that throw to Shepard could still make the deep ball. That is his strength. It was nice to see them take a deep shot. And I also want to say this before we get into maybe some of the cons or question marks Giants fans will have after the game. I was an emotional mess following the game. I, I I couldn't control myself. A couple of the videos that were on my Twitter at Mraz CBS. I look, I was a mess. Anybody wants to come at me and go, you know, it took a missed field goal for the Giants to win. Paul, as you as you have said, this team has had how many games where they have a lead and in the final 30 seconds, it's dink, 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 and a guy comes and he can kick the ball from the freaking parking lot and it's going right down the middle to beat the Giants. They've had so many wins taken from them on drives like that. I don't, Scott Norwood's a long time ago. To have a guy miss a kick like that 
You want to talk about luck and all that? That's fine. Good teams run into luck. And the Giants have had a lot of bad luck, especially in teams kicking versus them in recent years. The Giants should apologize to nobody that Randy Bullock went out there and hooked that kick for 47 yards. That is an unbelievable moment for the Giants that they just haven't had. We have been beaten as fans over and over and over again. Jake Elliott, Graham Gano, on the list it goes. To not have that happen, man, that's sweet. And man, that's a sign for hope that maybe karmically things are changing. Well, let's put it this way, Sean. The reason that they don't have to apologize is because they went 12 plays in 73 yards to score with about a minute to go and then put the game at risk by going for the two-point conversion, not settling for the tie, not settling for the overtime, but going for the win. I mean, let's not forget, they got a fourth and one on a naked boot yeah. With Daniel Jones. Trust earlier, Jones. Trust earlier, Jones. Okay, on the game-winning drive. So so I don't think I need to hear about any apologies because the Giants did what they had to do to put themselves in position to win. And yeah, all right, 47-yard field goal is very makeable in the NFL. I get it. I totally understand that. But that situation never arises if they don't execute numerous times in the previous several minutes before that, when the game was was really in the Titans' hands, now two negatives to the game, Paul. We can't we can't paint this all rosy. Oh, there were more than two. Well, there I'm were more give, than two, Sean. I know there were more than two, but I'm going <laughs> to give you the two that stood out to me the most because I am a defender. Sure. I make no bones about it. I I am a Daniel Jones defender, and I I thought there were a lot of things he did positively yesterday. I love the throw to, to Shepard. I don't even blame him for the fumble. I mean, that's a complete blown-up play where Azudu got wrecked on it. That interception cannot happen in the red zone. You have to nope. walk away from there with three points. I And I have defended a lot of Daniel Jones turnovers in the past, whether it's poor offensive line play, receivers miscommunicating. He stared down Saquon Barkley the whole way. And again, I give him credit for rebounding. Now, you mentioned there was a lot of runs on the drive, but Dable got in his face after. If the Giants are going to make something of momentum of the season, and I'm sure in this, the episode later on this week, we're going to get to that upcoming schedule, which suddenly has opened up for them a bit. We can't have that. I, that it's just unacceptable quarterback play, and that's got to be the end of it right then and there. Look at the tape and understand, you know, Tyrod Taylor sitting right there, Daniel. You can't be throwing that interception pull. Very, very bad interception. Now, he didn't stare Barkley down from the get-go. He actually took a look at uh, Bellinger. If you okay. if you go back and take a look again, he did not stare down Barkley from the get-go. He took a quick look at Bellinger. Bellinger was coming off from, from the left side of the Giants line. He was covered. There was nothing there. And then Jones quickly switched, looked to Barkley coming out of the backfield, and the corner was trailing Barkley the entire way. He was tracing him. And the thing that that I didn't like about it, and I was right there in the corner of that end zone. In fact, you can even see me on the video replay if you <laughs> want to take a look at it. Um, it. The play was happening right in front of me. And as Barkley took off toward the corner of the end zone, the corner has about three yards of cushion on him, and he's looking at him. And I'm saying to myself, oh, my God, Barkley's got no room to beat this guy. So, Jones, don't throw it. I'm thinking he's going to throw it over their head, over my head, and into the third row. That's what I'm thinking he's going to do. Right. And then when he fires the ball on a tight rope toward Barkley, come on. 
I mean, there's just there's no way that back shoulder throw is going to work because of the three and a half yard cushion that the cornerback had given to Barkley in the end zone. And so it was an obvious pick. And and you know, I, I gotta I gotta believe that Jones knows as soon as he let it go that he made a mistake and justifiably Dayball let him have it on the bench. Um, you're right. That there's absolutely no excuse for that one. The fumble was a blindside hit as he right. was winding up to throw when, as you said, Simmons totally got through Azudu. Uh, you're going to have to live with that right. on occasion, especially from a rookie. But uh, I'm with you. I think the key for the Giants, though, is that Jones makes the boneheaded throw and then comes back yeah. and still then does what he has to do to win the game. And also – I'm going to slightly defend Jones too. Again, it's unacceptable. He throws the pick there that came off a huge turnover on the muff punt. But remember, they're in a position on punting because Jones makes a brilliant play avoiding a sack yeah. and then, you know, throws a ball to Richie James that he absolutely has to catch. The only drop of the game for the Giants, by the way, Sean, one drop, Richie James. Yeah. That's the one and drop that was a big they one. had. And big how one. many times in the last five years have I screamed at the Giants' targets? Stop dropping passes. Make plays for your quarterback. And that was typical. Uh, that James drop, who, by the way, I thought had a really good game other than that one play. That was typical of how guys have not made plays for their quarterback for the Giants in the last five years.